This is the Rise of the Young Podcast, bringing you insights from the most innovative entrepreneurs and influencers of this era. Hosted by 17-year-old entrepreneur, author, public speaker, and branding expert, Casey Adams. Now, let's get right into the show. What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome to the Rise of the Young Podcast. Today on episode 51, we have someone extraordinary with us today, Mr. Ed Milet. I personally never connected with him in person yet. I saw him speak at 10X Growth Con, and it's such a pleasure to have you on today, man. Really appreciate it. My honor, brother. I've been looking forward to this. This is great. I appreciate you, man. So yeah, man, every person I have on my show, I always kind of like to just start off with a question. First off, where are you from and kind of what was your childhood like before we kind of get into everything that you're doing now? Yeah, uh, good question. So I was born in Boston, but I grew up in Southern Cal and a uh, town called Diamond Bar. I grew up, um, I guess I'd probably describe it as middle class or lower middle class, just which is probably not the best place to come from. I have these kind of theories that you know, if you grew up rich, good part about growing up rich is you learn how to carry yourself. You got good associations, you know, good relationships. If you grow up poor, you kind of know what you don't want. You know, that's sort of to some weird way an advantage. I grew up in a really weird place, kind of lower middle, which is like, you know, the, the old adage of good is the enemy of great, right? I kind of grew up in the kind of good. Um, the unique part about my childhood that probably a lot of people can relate to is I come from a dysfunctional family, which I think it's probably everybody's family. You know, I used to think my family was the only screwed up family. But my dad, who's my best friend now, he's been sober a long time. But when I was growing up, my dad was an alcoholic, had a real bad alcohol problem. So there's a lot of stress and strife in my home. I'm the oldest boy, three sisters. So I kind of grew up, you know, kind of caring for my family. I bet a lot of dudes or actually ladies, too, that are watching this, any dysfunction, divorce, alcohol, drug addiction, you know, uh, sexual predatory stuff. You grew up in something like that, man. Like it just affects you. And so that's how I grew up kind of dysfunctional, screwy family, but like loving and awesome family now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So Thank when, God. It comes, when it comes to that, I mean, I've seen a lot of your podcasts. I listen to your, a lot of your content. So when it comes to just entrepreneurship, business in general, I know that you've created wealth for yourself. Were you always an entrepreneur from day one or really how did your journey start of actually becoming an entrepreneur yeah you know what i i, I used to answer that no but now that i look back on it i kind of was because i wanted to have money yeah. when i was a kid so i had a little business where i sold like sodas at the golf course you know yeah. when i was like 11 i had an auto detailing business when i was in high school and so i kind of knew i what i didn't want to be so what i really was i was a baseball player I played high yeah. school college baseball got drafted to play professional baseball so i always yeah. thought i was going to be an athlete that's what i thought i was going to do but i knew I didn't want to be average. You know, I knew I didn't want to have a nine to five all my life. So I always sort of had that, but I wanted to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wanted to be successful. So I didn't think that would probably come from having a normal job, even though I went to college, I got a degree, I did all that stuff they say you're supposed to do. To be honest with you, I got good grades in college. I was like a three, nine GPA, but I didn't even walk at graduation. (laughs) I don't even have my degree. I don't even know where it is. I've never had it. You know, I've never used it. And so my step in entrepreneurship is really weird. I'll tell you a real quick story. I, uh, I, my baseball career ended. I was broke, down, depressed, moved back in with my mom and dad when I was like 21. Mm. And I'm living in the same house, same bedroom, same freaking posters on the wall from high school, unemployed. My dad comes home from a meeting he was going to to help him get sober. And he goes, I got you a job, man. You're going tomorrow morning to McKinley home for boys. And I'm like, what the hell is that? He goes, I don't know, but I got you this job. 
dude's name's Tim that's hiring you. I go down there the next morning. I'm like, I'm here for the job. They go, what job? I'm like, I don't know. My dad sent me here. And they're like, well, we don't know who you are. And I'm like, they're like, what's the job called? I said, I have no idea. Who's the, who, who referred you? I'm like, I don't know. As I start to leave, I go, wait a minute. The dude's name was Tim. They go, we don't know Tim. I go, well, he's an alcoholic. They go, oh, drunk Tim. We know Tim. <laughs> and what happened was I went to work at a group home. There was like a campus for boys called McKinley. Hundreds of boys. My boys were 7 to 10. I lived in a home with them. I was like their father, their big brother. All my boys were wards of the court, meaning they were removed from their homes. Either their parents were in prison, drug addicts, or molested them or dead. And that changed my life, man, because I went from being like this ego-driven dude to like I wanted to help people. I wanted to serve people. And uh, flipped my life. And then while I worked there, I found the business that I'm now in and I started to pursue it from like a place of helping people, not just like ego and making money. That's what flipped my career. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. So was that like the first kind of business that kind of took you out of your comfort zone was going to that thing that your dad sent you to? Yeah, dude. But you know what? Everything in your life happens for you, not to you. I know you've heard me say that before. All you people listen to this when you're going through difficult times, breakups with somebody family issues you know you don't know what direction it's all happening for you because it's ironic right but like if my dad weren't an alcoholic which sucked he wouldn't have been going the meeting to get sober which means he wouldn't have got me the job and then when i went there to work with these boys we had something in common they came from screwed up homes too so our connection was my family screwed up your family screwed up they knew i knew right you know what i mean like anybody listen to this we know each other man our eyes are different when you come from a screwed up family you're just different, and you almost know it when you meet somebody, right? Yeah. So all of that stuff of my dad's drinking prepared me to get the job, prepared me to be good at it, and changed my life. So ironically, the worst thing that happened to me as a kid ended up being the best thing that's made me worth hundreds of millions of dollars is from really, you go all the way back, it's thank God my dad was an alcoholic. Wow. Isn't that crazy now? Yeah. It's nuts. Looking back, and th- didn't you say you, um, you had an injury playing baseball, is that correct? I did. I got hit with a pitch. Probably, I played with enough really good players, man. A couple of my best friends, and you know I coach athletes now, so I coach NFL guys, NHL, you know, golfers, UFC, and baseball players. It probably was another blessing, because I was a really good college player, really, really good high school player, but I don't know that I'd have been good enough long-term to be a major league player, and so it ended my career, but I think it just prematurely ended something that would probably end anyway yeah you know and so it got me into my real life sooner than i probably wanted it to but it was probably a blessing too that that ended For but sure. yeah man if you'd have met me when i was 18 or 19 or 13 or 8 you said what are you gonna do eddie my yeah baseball baseball okay. baseball there was no other thing and a lot of dudes especially listen to this can relate it's like man your first dream ends when you're young <laughs> Now what are you going to do, right? Now what are you going to do? You're going to go be average and ordinary and talk about your past, talk about high school forever, talk about little league forever, or are you going to go do something great with your life? And I had to make that decision too, right? Because I thought for sure it was baseball, That's and it wasn't. Thing. That wasn't my dream. That wasn't my. That wasn't my destiny, rather. Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny that you say that because um, like two and a half years ago, kind of how like I got into all of this was oh. a, a football injury. Like I, I was in a neck brace for like twenty weeks, diagnosed with interspinous ligament damage. And it's funny that you bring that up because, like, that was my turning point. So, like, when I listened – I was actually listening to one of your podcasts today, and it's funny how you just brought that up again. It's like that was, like, the same thing when it comes to, like, a pivoting point in your life. It's like that's currently what I went through, like, two years ago, you know? Isn't it crazy? Like, so when you were laying there and you suffered that injury, in the moment – because I know that story, mm-hmm. but it's one of, the reason I'm on your show is I respect so much what you did with that adversity, brother. Like, I, I admire it, right? I so that. that worst moment for you. Football's over, you know. Yeah. 
you don't know, you might not walk right forever, whatever it is, right? Okay, that ends up turning into you reaching millions of people. So you took that test and you made it a testimony in your life, right? Now it's going to be the great catalyst, that pivot in your life. You're going to reach millions of people, man. 17 years old, what you're doing already, and it ought to give hope to all kinds of young people, man. You're the test you're going through someday will be your testimony to change other people's lives. Guaranteed. I appreciate that, man. Really do. It's true, man. Yeah. So, so when it comes to that, because I know like for me, like before I got injured, before I kind of like got into everything I'm doing now, like I would say I would consider myself a confident person, but not like for now, like I speak on some stages, kind of smaller ones in front of 200 people, 250 people. But I know like you speaking at 10X, speaking in front of 10,000 people, I've done a little research on you and I, you said that you're kind of an introvert. Was that true? <laughs> Super shy, brother. And I've spoken on stages to 40,000 people wow. now, right? Like, um, I'm super shy, super okay. introverted. Still? And I, yeah, I think naturally, okay. I have to work on it. Put it this way. I think anything that you're, anything that you have can always creep back in if you're not careful, right? Mm-hmm. So I grew up shy. I was small. So I got picked on a lot. Alcoholic dad, really insecure. And then, like, my parents would always introduce me as, my dad's name's Ed also. Okay. This is little Eddie, he's shy, right? Like a million times. So how do I behave? Shy, quiet. And just to this day, still like social stuff, everything. I have to work at that, which is ironic because I speak on these huge stages, right? Yeah. But uh, now, you know, I, if I believe in something, I could talk about it. But if you okay. get me a kind of casual, like, conversation about nothing, yeah. even in high school, I, mean, I was just not that great socially, like a little bit awkward, little you know, just insecure, to be yeah. honest with you. And so I have to work at it. Now, though, like, uh, on stage, I just rock. You go watch yeah, my YouTube videos, sure. anything like that. It's like, because I love what I'm talking about, right? And so, and I've changed my body and worked out. And, you know, that's the great thing when you're young. It's one of the first chapters of your life, man. And the cool thing is, you get given this script when you're young. You're shy, or you're this, or you're a football player, you're a baseball player. And these scripts are usually given to us from our families, yeah. right? What you learn at some age, hopefully, is that you control that script, not them. And you don't have to live their script. You don't have to live their version. They're going to, if they love you, they're going to love you no matter what you do and what you become, right? Yeah. I have two kids. My kids could kill somebody and I'd still love my kids, right? <laughs> yeah. God forbid that never happens, right? Yeah. But, so you got to live your own script. you got to chase your own dream. Chase your, especially young, a lot of your viewers are young. Chase your dream. And chase it now, by the way. You know, you and I were talking about, before we started, you mind me talking about yeah, this a little bit? Fair. But like, one of the things that frustrates me so much is some of the guys on social media who nets worths are not even close to mine, okay, telling young people, your youth doesn't matter. Your 20s don't matter. Your teens don't matter. Like, mess it up. You know, it doesn't matter what you do in your 20s. That's insanely stupid advice, just so you know. Your teens do matter. Your 20s do matter. I was a millionaire in my 20s. Mark Zuckerberger from Facebook, imagine if he didn't think his 20s mattered. There'd be no Facebook. Imagine if Steve Jobs thought his 20s didn't matter. There'd be no Apple. There'd be no iPhone, right? Of course your 20s matter. Your 20s are going to set you up for your entire damn life. So are your teens. You'll probably pick who you marry in your teens or 20s. Your, so your 20s do matter, and let me let me give you the good news if you're young. Your dreams can come true in the world today way younger than the previous generation yeah. because of technology, because of innovation. This world right now is set up for young people to dominate and win when they're young. The, you, your 20s okay. do matter. You can win earlier and earlier. If you look at history, listen to me, 
If you look at history, men and women got wealthier at older ages. And the more history came, younger and younger and younger and younger. And now you look, there are more billionaires under 50 years old than ever, right? More millionaires under 30 because your 20s do matter. Your teens do matter. In fact, most of you will define your life between what you do from about 16 and 30 in this age today. And so I say go for it young. Kick some ass young, right? Make your millions young. Don't let anybody tell you that doesn't count. Of course it counts. Every every damn day counts. You gotta ask yourself a question. I'm young, right? I'm 47, so in the business world I'm young. I've, I've enjoyed my wealth young. In other words, you wanna be old and rich or young and rich? I'm on sea dudes, right? I'm golfing, I'm working out, I'm hiking, I'm doing stuff young. You want your toys when you're young, yeah. not when you're old. That's old school thinking. I wanna be rich and young. I'm on my jet young, right? So you can do it youth. You can do it in your youth. That's, dude, that's the truth, man. Like, I love hearing that. That's, that's definitely uh, I don't know why guys that, are you know? saying this to people. Your 20s don't matter. You could screw it up and you have all this time on your side. How the hell do you know? Yeah. How do you know how long I'm gonna live? And by the way, if I'm 21, listen to this, or 18, you know what? I want to be rich at 25. I want to be rich at 28. I want to have my boat, my Sea-Doo, my Ferrari, my savings. You know what? Maybe you don't want any of that. I want to take care of my mom and dad. I want to pay off my mom's house. I want to save some money for my grandparents. I want to take care of my sisters or brothers. Do it young. Why would you wait till they're older or they're gone? For a lot of you, you might want to make your parents proud of you. Do it when they're still here. Some of you have your grandparents still here. When? When they can see it. So don't let any goofball, just because they have a lot of following on Instagram and repeat the same lines over and over again, follow someone like me who knows what they're talking about. I'll help you win when you're young. I'll encourage you when you're young because I know millions of people that have won young. Trust me, and you can too. For sure, for sure, man. So bringing that up, I know that – so you said you were in your 20s when you became a millionaire. So – Kind of yeah. step back for a second before that kind of spur in your life from going from zero to a million. Like, what was that gap in between? To kind of touch on that. Broke. <laughs> broke. <laughs> People thinking I was crazy. Um, I mean, like, broke, broke. So, like, if you're going to become an entrepreneur, for example, not all of you will, but if you're going to become one, it's just riddled with false starts, man. You think you got your business going, then you don't. You think you got it going, then you don't. And so, what it was like was constant struggle, uh, constant ridicule. Uh, to be honest with you, Constantly trying to pay bills. You know, I, I've had a home foreclosed. I had a car repoed. I've had the power turned off like eight times, right? I've had my cell phone disconnected like a bazillion times. I eventually had to get someone else's info so I could get a They gave me permission to even get a damn cell phone. Yeah. I had the water turned off when I first got married. That's the worst thing in the world is when you don't have water. You can't take wow. a shower. You can't brush your teeth. You can't. So riddled with it and then just the ridicule go get a job man be normal everyone wants you to kind of just fit their version of normal all the pressure from family right so my uh the beginning was ugly nasty okay. uh, getting down thinking about quitting um losing hope you know what i mean like wondering if i'm nuts yeah. wondering if like i'm just destined to be average you know if i lost my mind and so yeah like the the in-between part's horrible as an entrepreneur you got to be willing to accept that are you willing to take a – this is where I do agree with time about the people that say this. Are you willing to have it kind of go rough for a year to 10 years so that you can have 50 years free? Yeah. Okay? But it does matter what you do in those five or 10 years. So what I did is I basically – look how old I look, right? I'm only 47. I probably look this look old. old. I'm pretty old, man. I look pretty – I think it's because I work so damn hard. When you're young, there's nothing that holds you back from winning. 
There's nothing to hold you back from working. You can work 18, 19 hours a day. When you're young, especially if you don't have kids, just go crush it. You know, the biggest thing is this. you got to decide when you're young last thing. I'm not saying don't have fun. Of course you should have fun, right? You're only going to be young once, right? So you should have fun. But you know what? When everybody else is in the club on Friday nights, maybe you're busting tail winning. Yeah. You know, maybe you only go once a month. Everybody else goes twice a weekend. Yeah. When you start doing stuff when you're young that you know the other people aren't doing, you start building this internal self-confidence like, I'm doing all this stuff these other fools aren't willing to do. I'm eventually going to get what they're not going to get. Yeah. And that's how I transformed from being insecure and shy into a pretty confident dude is because I was constantly doing stuff these other dudes weren't doing. They were partying, getting hammered, smoking weed, yeah. doing all their thing, right? And I wasn't. Yeah. I've never smoked weed. I've never – I've been – I drink, but I really don't drink to excess. I'd go out. I'd have a great time. I'd hit a club when I was young, but I'd hit it maybe once a month or yeah. once – Every two months, not twice a weekend, not waking up hungover, not wasting my weekends. I was doing stuff they wouldn't do. Dude, you shouldn't be true. doing it all. You're 17, but you get <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. Man. It, it's cool that you say that though, because like even I have a lot of people that follow me, like even from my local town. It's like people are just doing the same thing. They're selling drugs, getting into like pills. Like where I come from, it's like a super negative environment. Yeah. Like over the last year, year and a half, like from just being around that toxic environment to now like traveling and speaking at events and meeting people, talking to people like you. It's like. People just—I don't think people get like the certainty of like changing your surroundings. And I'd love for you to touch on that. Like when you were younger, were you in a place before you met the right people? And I know how you said like Tony Robbins is a huge mentor to you. What yeah. were mentors like in your life from a young stage, and how did that impact you? Yeah, when I, when I was young, my high school was called the pharmacy. Literally, okay. there were so <laughs> many drugs and pills in my high school. They called it the pharmacy, right? Okay. So. I just like, because I probably saw my dad have problems with this stuff, I'm like, you know what, if I touch that at all, I'm probably going to get addicted, Mm -hmm. right? I just come from that, it's in my family, and I just wanted, this is what's important, this is just the bottom line, I wanted to win more than I wanted to be cool, just, that's just the facts, I just, I wanted to be cool, believe me, (laughs) but I wanted to win, I wanted to win more, a little bit more, and I kind of got off on, honestly, hey man, that's cool for you, I'm not doing that, and so... Now, there were some dudes I had to separate from because they were just, you know, I would be locked up if I continued to hang out with some of the dudes yeah. I grew up with. I just need to cut them out of my life, right? But a lot of them, here's what I found out. The more you start taking kind of a stand for how you're going to be, your right friends, even the ones who party a lot, okay, they respect it. Yeah. And if they don't respect it, I'm not saying they're not going to keep partying, but if they don't respect the fact that you're going to be a little bit different, you're going to be someone who dials it way down or doesn't do it at all, then they're really not your friend. I know it's hard to accept, but it's just like a fact. And so so I had no mentors. What I did have growing up is I had some coaches. Coaches had good influence over me. I loved pleasing coaches. I loved them respecting my game. And then when I got a little bit older, like 16, 17 years old, I started seeking out people. Because people, by the way, adults love to mentor young people. You know what you have to do? Ask them. Yeah. And it's awkward, but you just got to ask. You meet a successful – if you met me, like right now, I, I do it through Instagram, right? I do it through my mentoring programs. But if I weren't on Instagram, if I weren't on Facebook, if I didn't have a podcast or YouTube or whatever, and you walked up to me at the gym, you said, hey, Mr. Milet, I'm 17 years old. I'd like to be an entrepreneur. Any advice for me? I'd love to help you. Yeah. Successful people love to help young people, right? And so should be seeking those people out, getting their help and asking for it. The biggest thing is this. If someone's going to coach you, follow through on their coaching. Because yeah. when I see someone who takes advantage of what I say, I want to give them more and more and more. So that's what I would say the key is for most of you. And I met Tony Robbins when I was 22. Wow. And the way I met him is I sought him out. 
I'm like, I don't want to just go to his event. I want to know this guy, mm-hmm. right? So I pursued that. And you'd be surprised. Look at what you're doing. You have me on your show. Yeah. You got Andy Fussell on your show. You know how you got us on? You yeah. asked. Yeah, exactly. Asked. What's the worst? We could just say no. <laughs> exactly. And you're man. back where you were before you asked. Yeah, for sure. And dude, like, like, cut off an arm if, if we if we don't get on your show. You're just back where you were. So yeah. ask. Dude, I love how you bring that up because, like, dude, literally, like, from an Instagram DM, especially, like, we were talking about, like, the current technology of things nowadays. Like, every single person, whether that be Andy, you, whoever, it's, like, came from a DM on Instagram. I just, I think people don't take it as, like, strongly as they can. But then again, it's, like, if I was to hit you up and just, like, hey, bro, that didn't matter, right? It's, like, you have to structure it and have the the asking ability but doing it in a proper way, you know? You did. You you approach it as a professional. You approached it respectfully, which is obviously important. But the important part is you approached. Yeah. And we see things in you already, I think, that give us some confidence that you're worth investing in. I appreciate that. And so look the right way. Talk the right way. You know, you don't – guys come to me, dude. You know, I'm like, my name's not dude. You call me Ed or Mr. Milet, right, or brother, but I'm not dude. You know, bro. That's not me. I I know that's cool with your friends. It's not how you get me to mention. I'm not your bro. Absolutely. Right? So. For sure. So I want to touch on one thing real quick. So when it comes to, like, young entrepreneurs, I see a lot of them, like, they've taken all this information, whether that be daily tactics or things to think about daily. And obviously, at the end of the day, if they don't act, it doesn't happen. But for you, what's been, like, some of the things that you've thought about daily or do daily that kind of keep you on track that's just if someone applies it you'd say that gives them some good, some good intuition and really just keeps them focused yeah and by the way i don't mean to plug something just the, the, the short answer i'll give you but the long answer is this i do have an audio on that it's free it's called unlocking your success code it's sure. on my podcast sure. or my website it really answers that and here's the theory the theory is the separator between people that win and lose here's what the problem is when you're young you think i got to be motivated every day you're going to have hundreds of days you're not motivated. The separator isn't who's more motivated. That's the messaging on Instagram. The separator is what do you do on the days you're not motivated? Do you work anyway? If you're an athlete, do you go to the gym anyway? If you're an entrepreneur, do you make your phone calls and meet people anyway? That's called habits and rituals. So you have to rely on your habits and rituals. I have some daily habits. I have another audio where I go through what I do every morning, my morning routine and my evening routine. My theory is if I can control the first 30 minutes of my day and I can control the last 30 minutes of my day, the odds of the middle being under my control are greatly increased. And so I have a 30-minute thing I do every day. Most people, what do they do when they wake up? (gasps) What am I worried about? Turn the TV on, check their phone, check their message, and they're already in distress. So I start out my day with a routine that I control. Nobody else does. It's got to do with a little meditation, a little prayer. I hold stuff. You could just hear it. It's called morning and evening routine. It's also on my podcast. So I structure the beginning and end of my day really well. And then I'm, I'm driven by my habits and my rituals. The last thing I do is I work out every day, six days a week. For me, a key thing is just moving my body, taking a run, doing a lift, whatever you do, just doing something to move your body, to change your state, to get you performing at a peak level is is working out of some type. Okay, for sure. So um, regarding that, I know that um, I was listening to your podcast again um, today, and you said that you were 150 pounds, you weren't someone that was hitting the gym every day. So when did that kind of start? Because I know like health is a big thing for you. So when was that transition? Yeah, college. College. Um, any of you that watch football, if you know who the Raiders head coach is, Coach Gruden, John Gruden, okay. he was the Monday night uh, football announcer, but now he's the head coach of the Raiders. He was my strength and conditioning. If you know him, by the way, he's nuts. Yeah. He's just spun. He's crazy. My freshman year of college, he was my weight training coach. And so okay. he's like, ah! you know, in yeah. your face. Somehow I wanted to please my coach. 
my mentor. Mm -hmm. So all the big dudes would leave the gym. I'd stay 20 minutes more. I'd get there 15 minutes earlier. So for me, it started in college and I liked how I felt stronger. It helped my self-confidence. So I'm short, right? I'm only like five, nine. So it helped, (laughs) it it helped me just feeling stronger, just train them. And again, here's what it really was. I was just, this is my biggest theory in life, especially young. I was doing something other dudes weren't doing. And it just gave me confidence. It's important that you, when you do things other people aren't doing, that you also remind yourself of it. Mm-hmm. So I remember being in there going, everyone's out of the damn gym. I'm here 20 minutes more doing 15 extra benches, right? Yeah. Extra curls, just a little bit extra when they're out relaxing. They're also, because you know what? You might be more talented than me. You might come from a better family than me. You might be smarter than me. You might talk better than me. You might be better looking than me. You might be bigger than me. You might have a better idea, better connections. You're not going to outwork me. You're not going to outwork me. I'm going to outwork your ass. Okay, so I'm not going to lose in life because I got outworked. The one thing I did learn from my dad, no matter how much he drank, my dad was a worker, man. I come from a, my dad was up before it was sunny out and home when it was dark, right? I knew what work ethic was from my dad, and I've taken that into being an entrepreneur. You take crazy work ethic into this world today with all the technology, all the opportunities, with the vision and access young people have now. Because here's the thing, man. The separator is no longer information. Information's free. You can get information by just typing something, right? Yeah. The separator's work. The separator is work. So that helps a dude like me, because I'm not my IQ is not super high, right? I don't come from a connected family, right? I don't have all kinds of money or resources, right? I don't even have a background of being successful before. Right? I'm a worker. You put me to work. You put me in the gym, I'm outworking you. You put me in business, I will outwork you. That's my recommendation for anybody listening. Outwork them. That's the truth. So regarding that, so for young people, young entrepreneurs, would you say when it comes down to like tactics about working hard, when it comes to like the current social media standpoint as as well as just their, any business that these young entrepreneurs have, what do you think like if you had to restart, what would be like the core foundations that you'd want to lay in front of these young entrepreneurs that may be listening? Well, the one thing I would say to a young entrepreneur is you need to find out what you're passionate about. I know everybody says it. Like, what do you love? Like, what do yeah. you do? You do like, uh, are you into sports? Are you into fitness? Are you into science? What are you into? Like, what what are some of your passions? Because for me, you can monetize your passion. So if through your passion, you'll find your purpose. People say, I don't know. I'm young. I don't know exactly what I want to do. Forget about that all right now. That'll reveal itself later. What are you passionate about? Right? Like, what what what's the problem in the world you could help solve? And so the first thing I'd ask myself if I were young is, what am I passionate about? What do I love? Right? What could I, if it's music, if it's the internet, if it's, you know, um, painting, it doesn't matter what it is. Okay. It could be communication. The second thing is that communication. There's almost no business that doesn't require your ability to communicate well and to close. And so you ought to be studying really good communicators. You ought to be learning how to close. Close means persuade people. Almost every business is require the ability to communicate, to persuade people. Almost every single one. And so I'd be studying the people that do it. I'd be listening to people that teach you, whether it be myself Grant Cardone's good at teaching people how to communicate. Gary Vee is a tremendous communicator. We all communicate a little bit differently, right? But all of us know how to deliver a message. All of us know how to persuade. And so one would be chase your passion, especially young. You have nothing to lose. And the second one is you've got to learn to communicate and close. If you don't have those two things, if you're not passionate, you can't communicate or close, you're going to be lost. Those two things will drive you forever. For sure, man. And like, even for me, my whole thing about like, even to this day is like, 
like this right now, relationships, communication, that's core foundation for me, top priority. And I'm glad that you brought that up. So another question I want to ask you when it comes to Can I tell you something about you real quick? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to give you a compliment, okay? One of the reasons you're a great communicator, this is important, is you listen well. In other words, this is important. When we're young, I used to make this mistake. When they were talking, I was already thinking about what I needed to say. Because like the pressure was on me. The reason you're a really good interviewer, that's my doorbell, sorry, by the way. It's going to sound like uh, ACDC songs. Come on, that's what it is. That's the beginning of an ACDC song, which most of your listeners don't even know who that is. But <laughs> so, but the point is this, is that you're a good listener. Part of being a great communicator is listening well. Just being calm and patient and quiet and listening, which is what you're great at. I just wanted to point that out for you. Thank you. Absolutely. It means, it means a lot. It really does. So when it comes to, obviously, when it comes to you getting out of my podcast today, when it comes to you speaking at 10X, a lot of things nowadays when it comes to personal branding, social media, obviously, we were talking before this about your social media presence. You've grown almost to a 600,000 followers that right on Instagram right now. So my question to you is when it comes to the transition from just business before social media and then now in the current social media wave, what was your transition point of having a social media presence and a personal brand and how has it impacted you in the society today? Yeah, I didn't have any social media presence last May. So I'm the fastest growing person in the business or life strategy space in the history of social media. And the reason one, number one is I just started it in May. Number one thing is I post good content. Okay. Number one. Okay. The second thing, if you're going to be in that space is you need to know what your audience wants to hear. And so when I make posts, I look really carefully. What gets responses? What does not get responses, right? Yeah. If it doesn't get responses, just because I like it, it's, it's not stuff my audience wants. And so mm-hmm. I don't post that, whether it's pictures or sayings or captions. I adjust that. The other thing I think that's true for social media is you need to collaborate, like what you're doing. You need to find people in your space who are bigger than you, who can either, either tag you, put you on their programs, interact with you repost your stuff, ask them to do those things, right, that are in your space. And for me, the difference has been life-changing because it's given me a a platform to reach millions of people that otherwise may not get that content. There's very few people in the world that understand how to communicate, understand how to build wealth, understand business, understand fitness, how to be happier, right, just basically be happier, how to win young, how to win old. I feel like I fit that bill pretty well. And so I think most people would like my life when they're in their 40s. Well, that's going to require you getting after it in your 20s like I did. That's why 20s matter. You want to live like I live. I live oceanfront in Laguna Beach. I live lakefront in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I live on a golf course in Palm Desert, California. I've got Ferraris, Bentleys, five boats, a Falcon 900 jet. If you like material things, I earned those in my 20s. That's when I earned them. I acquired them in my 30s and 40s. Okay. Okay. Now, aside from that, I've been able to retire, take care of my parents, take care of my in-laws, make sure my kids go to college, hopefully make my family proud of me, give away to charities that I care about. Right. McKinley Home for Boys. Go back and give to places like that. Right. And so it's meant everything to me to be able to put that message out there and say it's possible. You can do it. But with me, here's the difference. Here's exactly how to do it. Don't just get motivated. Here's exactly how to do it. That's the difference with me. That's amazing, man. So one more thing. I have one more question before we kind of wrap this up, man. Obviously, from a business perspective, when it comes to building teams, relationships, communication, someone that's in your position has done all all of those things quite well. So when it comes to like building teams, whether that be in the company you're in or the relationships you have, how have you done that when it comes to just like the stepping stones to build a genuine relationship and how has team building and relationships impacted you? 
team building's been everything. I'm a team built millionaire, right? Everything came from building the teams in my firm. And here's how, here's what leaders do that are great at leading. This sounds corny, but I'm just going to tell you. Leaders are great at loving, caring, believing, and helping people. That's what great leaders do. They love, care, believe, and help people. And so for me, it's always getting people to believe that I'm there to serve them. I'm there to make a difference for them. Teams allow you to be better than you are on your own because there's things I'm deficient at. If you're not a good communicator, you can hire a good communicator. If you're not good at technology, you can hire a great person at tech. Teams are what end up rounding out a human being. So I think almost any great business that's moved in this world is because of the team of people around the leader. The leader's job is to set the pace, is to set the example, is also to be out in front. When you're the leader, you're in front by definition. So your job is to be able to say, here's what I see. Here's how great the future is. Constantly selling the dream, selling the future, and then equipping people. So the leader has two jobs. Sell the future, sell the dream, sell the vision. Be evangelical about your cause, yeah. right? Steve Jobs is a great evangelist. I'm a great evangelist. Andy Frisella is an evangelist, meaning, meaning you almost are building a religious-type following around what your business and your brand is, backed up by equipping your teammates with the skills, how to close, how to communicate, the best product, whatever it is, how to get the job done. And so for me, if you take away the ability to build teams, I do not exist because I ain't this good myself. Okay. I'm just a regular dude, right? Blessed. I'm a sinner blessed by the grace of God, right? So I am, I am blessed because God's been good to me, and I am blessed because I've built a team of people, all of which that collective team, way better than me. By the way, those of you that are young, you want to accelerate your life, you build a team of people around you because if there's two 20-year-olds, now you're 40. Yeah. If there's four 20-year-olds, now you're an 80-year-old yeah. team. You get the point, right? Yeah. So if you're worried about being young, surround yourself with more people, and collectively you're older than any one person on earth. So age is no factor whatsoever. That is that is the absolute truth, man. That's something that I'm kind of trying to dive into and really scale my company and build my team now, man. But last thing, man, I know that you have a social media presence. I know that a lot of people are listening right now. What is the best way for people to communicate with you and build a relationship with you and really just connect with you on the social media world that okay. we have? Thank you. Um, by the way, I'm going to get you a bunch of followers, too. Uh, you should probably be at edmylet.com. My last name is M-Y-L-E-T-T, so edmylet.com. And then, you know, I guess YouTube and Instagram are two of my biggest platforms. And just at Ed Milet, my YouTube channel is called Max Out with Ed Milet. And just to brag, I think I have the – our podcasts are different. So I just say this, but I think I have the best podcast in the world. So I've had UFC champions on there, golfers, yeah. business people, millionaires, Tony Robbins, um, you're going to see in the future, I've got uh, uh, the people from WWE, UFC, That's Major it. League Baseball, the NFL, actors. And they and I don't just interview them about their story. I make them give you the keys to why they're successful. And so I really think if you're on iTunes or YouTube to get my podcast, would make a difference. And again, all of my stuff is free. There's no monetizing going on with any of that type of content. It's just there to help you and to make a difference in your life because that's sort of my mission at this stage. I made my millions young, and now I want to help as many people as I can make their dreams come true. And by the way, for some of you, it's not money at all. You want to be the best school teacher, the best coach in the world, the best dad, the best whatever. I want to help you become the best version of you. That is the truth, man. So for everyone listening, if you didn't get that, all those links will be down in the description, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, website, all that sort of stuff. You don't have to worry about that. So that being said, everyone, really appreciate you listening. Make sure you leave a review, share it with a friend. And Ed, I really appreciate you coming on. I'm sure everyone has received maximum value from this podcast. And I just want to say I really appreciate your time. It really means a lot, man. It's my honor, brother. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, everyone. We will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Rise of the Young podcast.